Welcome to the Armchair Trader podcast. We are going to be talking about Bitcoin mining today, which I think uh, will attract even more attention now with energy prices going up and there's increased concern over the environmental impact of mining. And joining us today uh, to discuss all of this is Tim Sandow, Chief Executive Officer of Bitcoin miner Barakari. Hi, how are you doing today? Good, thanks. Thank you for taking the time. It would be great if you can tell us a little bit about yourself and what Veracari does. Like you said, I'm the CEO of Veracari. Veracari is a new startup company, but we are made up of professionals that have uh, many decades of experience in the industry. Uh, members of our team have um, backgrounds at Google, at Facebook, at Fidelity, at Apple. When I started Veracari, I said I wanted to bring together as many um, industry leaders as possible on one team to create the best possible experience for the Bitcoin uh, miner and the, uh, and the holster of, a, of Bitcoin equipment as possible. So what Veracari does is we design, um, we build out, and we operate Bitcoin mining hosting facilities uh, that we operate for the general public and for some in, um, industrial customers. Okay, so what, uh, I mean, after a career in tech, what you made you want to go into Bitcoin mining? I got into uh, crypto mining in 2017. At that time, in between 2017 and 2018, um, I had the opportunity to build one of the largest uh, hosting facilities in North America. Um, and then I really realized the potential um, that Bitcoin had. You know, those of us who have been in the industry a while and are kind of still in the industry, we say that, you know, Bitcoin was still the wild wild west back then, right? It was just a ton of opportunity and a ton of room for rapid growth. And that was very attractive to me. And um, where does the industry stand now? I mean, um, it's gone through an evolution, obviously, over the last few years. So um, can you tell me a bit about how it's changed? I would say that right now in you know, 2022, that the Bitcoin industry is stronger than ever um, and it's moving in the right direction, in, especially in the United States. Um, you know, we've seen the Bitcoin industry go from 2017, where it, it had to be just these huge institutional investors with tons of money to put in, to where now almost anybody in the industry can mine Bitcoin. Um, you know, it's it's gone from an upper class investment to an upper middle class investment where people can, you know, get into the game with as little as ten or $12,000. And like I said, it's, it's overall a great time, especially in the United States. I mean, the U.S. is now the top destination uh, for Bitcoin mining. We've taken over the, the first spot uh, from China, who's controlled the market for a number of years. And uh, actually, you know, Bitcoin mining and hash rate is up over 400% in the U.S. since 2020. And there's, uh, I mean, with all of this, there's more regulatory scrutiny as well. I mean, you mentioned China, um, Bitcoin mining there has now been banned, right? So how has that impacted the industry generally? China was the leader in hash rate for basically since the beginning. When China banned crypto or, or Bitcoin mining, I should say, what happened is that the whole industry flocked to the United States and the majority of the global hash rate that was in China is now in the U.S. It allowed the industry in the U.S. to take off and to skyrocket and allowed uh, many new startup companies in the U.S. to you know, be developed and to start up. And it has really gave the whole Bitcoin economy in the U.S. a uh, new life. 
I mean, with Bitcoin mining, there are always concerns around its environmental impact, the energy consumption. I mean, is this really a big problem or is it getting overblown? And what are you doing to address some of these issues? Anytime we talk about environmental issues, we want to take those issues seriously, of course. I think we need to look at the value um, that crypto offers and Bitcoin mining offers to the community and the world in general, right? Everywhere we go all over the world, you're going to see telephone poles by the side of the streets, right? And they're going to have wires running along the side of the road in the street everywhere. And people accept that fact that they have to see those things. They have to see the telephone pole because electricity in everybody's home is an incredible value, right? And we need to really look at the infrastructure behind Bitcoin as having that same value and what the blockchain can offer us and uh, different things like that. So I would say when we're looking at environmental impact, let's first look at the store of value. Secondly, let's actually look at the big overall picture. Like you you asked me if Bitcoin mining and the power consumption was worse on the environment than other, you know, than other issues. Well, it actually uses less electricity than the traditional financial institutions I'm currently using in the U.S. So that's, that's, that's something to consider as, um, as well. Um, if I believe my numbers are correct, somewhere around 120 terawatt hours per year where the regular financial institution is over 250. So I would say, you know, definitely not. Um, it's not as bad as most people would say it is. But I would also like to add that it's important to look at where your power is coming from. If you're going to mine Bitcoin, um, to take that into consideration, to try to use renewable energy or carbon-free energy. At Veracari, all our facilities are carbon-free. Uh, so that, that is something that we take pride in. So how does that work? How do you design um, the equipment so they are carbon free and you can keep the consumption down? It's not designing the Bitcoin miners to be carbon free or to be, or, or, you know, to use renewable energy. A Bitcoin miner is going to use as much electricity um, as it possibly can at all times. You know, so you need to purchase sustainable, renewable energy, carbon free energy. Um, and that comes down to negotiating, you know, good uh, power purchase agreement with your utilities and your power providers. But there's a lot you can do to help the equipment that you use operate more effect efficiently. At Veracori, we do that in a few different ways. But the main way that we do that is through what we call our MODS, which is our mobile operation data center. So we have built um, and, and designed our patent pending pod, our mobile data center to operate uh, cryptocurrency mining equipment. Uh, it's built for absolute efficiency. It's built to run as many miners as possible. Right now, it can run 696 miners, which is 2.4 megawatts of power, um, and only a footprint that's 50 feet long and 10 feet wide. It's industry leading in that capability. It allows us to use limited resources and educated and uh, selected resources to be able to put up as many miners as possible in the small space. Um, it allows for a much faster ROI, and we have our in-house proprietary software that we use to uh, monitor th this equipment and help it run more efficiently. Do you think, I mean, um, if other miners um, basically did this kind of stuff and committed to use renewable energy when they can for uh, most of their operations, um, do you think that we will see a significant cut in emissions or the environmental impact? Yeah, I think it's very important that other that other Bitcoin miners focus on sustainable, renewable, and carbon-free energy. I think in the industry overall, that that is the overall desire for most of the big players in the industry. 
you're always going to have your bad actors, but I think it's something that is, you know, widely discussed in the industry and that, you know, we are using more renewable and sustainable and carbon free industry than than is sometimes portrayed. And is it expensive? I mean, are there cost considerations? Um, Yeah, sometimes, especially if you're going to go get into solar and wind, but um, hydro and carbon free energy like nuclear power can sometimes be just as affordable or sometimes even cheaper. If you're going to set up your Bitcoin mining infrastructure and build the enterprise class facilities like Ferrocari build, I think it's definitely important to um, consider those renewable options. And uh, tell me a bit more about Ferrocari's business model. I mean, can you help other companies and investors get into Bitcoin mining as well? Yes, that's uh, that's what Ferrocari does and that's what Ferrocari sells in. So we have kind of two models, one's for your retail investor, okay, and one's for your institutional investor. So with as little as $500 down, we can allow retail investors to get into the space and buy a spot in one of our enterprise class facilities that locks down that space for them. And then where we use our proprietary software and our years of experience to manage their, you know, individual miner, or, you know, maybe they have three, four or five miners, you know, something on the smaller side, we're able to manage their miners and operate them just as if they were in, you know, a large institutional facility. So that's something that we do pride ourselves on is that, you know, you don't need to have $5 million to get into the game or get into the industry, right? With as little as $500, you can work with Veracari and be in a world-class facility. Veracari, when it comes to the retail space, Veracari is not a third-party reseller, right? You get everything in-house with us. We build the facility for you. We manage your uh, miners and equipment for you. We help you purchase the equipment. You know, we, we coach you. Our customer service is excellent. Uh, you know, we make sure that you get an ROI on your equipment um, as fast as possible. Um, and when it comes to the institutional investors, we partner with some of the biggest players in the game. Um, and we've hosted dozens of megawatts for clients. Our team combined has built out and hosted over 150 megawatts of power in the United States um, and in China. And we are set up and poised for uh, retail investment and people who want to make a big splash in the game either using our mobile data centers or our, our vertical deployment design, which builds out these mining equipments in large warehouse and retail spaces. And for retail investors, I mean, is this open to investors only based in the U.S. or can international investors come get in as well? Nope. International investors can definitely uh, join our family and join our team here. Uh, no, it's very, uh, very simple to do. You can go to our website and uh, within a couple of clicks, we can have you all set and ready to go. And um, let's talk a bit about the Bitcoin price. I mean, uh, obviously, there's still some volatility there, but what's driving it at the moment, do you think? It's always a loaded question when you talk about what drives the price of Bitcoin. But obviously, there's, you know, the big topic that everyone's talking about in the world right now, which I've seen, which I believe has caused, um, you know, some of the recent spike. Um, and that's, of course, the unfortunate situation that's going on with Russia and Ukraine. We're seeing a lot of Russian investors um, and even the, uh, you know, the average everyday civilian in Russia taking large stakes in crypto, especially in Bitcoin, with their economy being so unstable right now. And honestly, that's, that's what the market was designed for, right? It's, that's what a lot of people um, in the U.S. are even um, using crypto for as kind of a you know, combat to inflation and a safe haven for their assets. So I think that's why we're seeing the spike and the recent popularity and the price in coin, um, you know, going up a little bit and staying pretty consistent around $40,000. And I imagine that we would continue to see that um, streak as the year continues. And 
we would see a small uptick in uh, you know crypto before the end of the year. But I think it's I think it's important that you know there's a real we we can see firsthand the real life use um, for the asset as a comeback to inflation and a comeback to um, an economy that's not doing well. That's what that's what crypto was designed for. And I think it's I think it's more important that we see a stable price of Bitcoin. And we then we see a high price of Bitcoin. And do you think uh, we will see a stable price of Bitcoin? Um, you know, over the last few months, it's been it's been holding on pretty well. Like I said, I do I do think that you know a forty thousand dollar Bitcoin price is still relatively low. As you know, Bitcoin is a is a scarce asset, and I do I do think that we we will see a price increase. Um, but I I am overall. Um, you know, happy that we've seen some uh, type of stability in the last couple months. Perfect. Yeah, um, I'm from Turkey, actually. And just like you said, a lot of Turkish people have been buying cryptocurrencies as well, just because of the um, the Turkish lira and the volatility there. Yeah, I understand that completely. And um, how about some challenges and some headwinds? I mean, um, are there any things that um, investors need to be worried about or concerned with? The retail investor should really explore the background of the people that that they're going to give their money and that they're going to give their investment to. Um, you know, this industry does have their fair share of bad, of bad actors. It is still a relatively new industry. So I think that the discerning crypto miner should, you know, do their homework. They should check the backgrounds of the individuals and the transparency of the individuals before they, you know, commit to any retail investment. Um, you know, that's why at Veracari, we provide our full backgrounds on the website. We provide pictures and videos on our social media of the facility, um, you know, so we can allow investors to say, hey, we're not just a simple website that's asking you for your money. You know, come see our facilities, come see what we're doing, you know, follow us on LinkedIn, follow us on social media, you know, watch what we're doing every day, trust our experience, trust our verifiable background. I think that's one thing that the retail investor can definitely do. And the institutional investor, um, they can do their research as well, but they can focus on quality partnerships. You know, when two major brands get together and, you know, they determine that they're going to do this right, they're going to do it right for the environment, they're going to do it right for the industry, they're going to do it with integrity. Um, I think the more of those partnerships that are formed, the stronger the industry gets. Well, thank you so much, Tim. 